2: I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort?
0: I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Basley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gildas Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre
2: Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. On you.
3: Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Berra. Michele, what is
2: up? It's Sunday night. uh, I made a huge mistake of watching football. I should stop watching sports that are not played with a round basketball with a round ball uh and just focus on basketball because oh boy it's much better yep uh
3: i agree it is much better i haven't watched i don't i have not watched one nfl game this year so far so just preparing well, because we're gonna have tons of nba basketball very very soon and i um, just taking taking a little break Kind of. Not really. I was watching clips of the Amaladon last night, so I'm not really taking a break from anything. Because I don't really take a break from anything, ever. Uh, We asked for questions on Twitter. You guys responded uh, with some great stuff, actually. And uh, we'll start, maybe this isn't great stuff, maybe this is just stuff that you'll beat your head against a wall about. But I think it's a solid question from
2: uh, our friend Alex Spears. And De- I hate Alex by the way, I just hate him <laughs> with, with, with my whole heart. It's not I, I, go ahead with the question. I oh, no. I'm mad.
3: Deborah Beans wants to know would you rather have SGA, Bays, and Dort or the second, third, and fourth picks this year? If you choose picks, you have to use them and you can't trade them.
2: Um, the problem is that I have a clear answer to this question, uh, and to me, yep. is no, we don't do the trade. But I was texting Alex today, and he said, "Well, maybe with two, three, four, it's easier. Just do one, two, three instead."
3: Yeah, yeah, I think it's an and easy they- no with two, three, four. Who do you think? I guess, I guess, it comes down to who you think is the number one pick.
2: Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter all that much. Let's, no matter how, if I if I trade away Shay, I need to be able to pick whoever I like. I don't want to have anyone uh, that can pick before me. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let me uh, let me explain my my idea uh, on why you should keep what you have instead of getting two, three, four. Um, Pick two and three has, I would say, together a forty percent chance to have um, a top guy. If you add the uh, the fourth pick, maybe you you go into the fifty percent territory in most drafts, where you can draft an all NBA guy. There, Shea is projected to be one. Shea yeah. is that good. Yeah. And so I have to. Ser- I if I have to bet between two, three, and four, and Shea. Who is where I get the all NBA guy? I would bet on Shea. And yeah, and I would prefer to have one all NBA guy than two all stars, but not all NBA guys.
3: Yeah, definitely. Who would you take? Like, who would you take if you were given the option of two, three, four? Who would you take in those spots? I would,
2: I would probably go. LaMelo, Edwards, and Okoro. I would just take three guards. Interesting. And hope that and hope I, I'm torn between Edwards and Wiseman because I like Wiseman enough. Um, but I would I would draft Okoro. I, I want to draft Okoro and, and be the guy who fails with him.
3: Yeah. My thought is Okoro, Okongwu, And lamello or ed or edwards that's what i would do
2: yeah which which is okay as well but but when i when i still when i think about it it's not just Shay. it's that I, I do think that i cannot have a, a clear idea about paisley seeding right now um this is, this is exciting yesterday. to hear
3: i know <laughs> go on go on sorry to interrupt you i mean
2: I was watching the bubble experience, uh, Bazley's bubble experience. Yeah. And he was taking step back threes, just leading the break off of uh, defensive rebounds. Yep. And just playing. His body is not where I think he will be in two years. And when that happens, where he will be able to power through contact, through contacts. I mean.
3: That's his thing. He I can mean, that's, be special. that's the next step with him, is that he's got to finish at the rim
2: yeah He's- but he will. I'm positive that he will yeah. so I, I don't want to to go too far w- with Baisley, but I, I think there is potential there more to, to, to have a player that is more than a average starter yeah and how much I don't know but but if you if you take these three players you have two probably starters and one all-star. Well, not all star, but projected to be an all star and maybe even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, James Harden had a, a worse second year than Shea. There are many All NBA guys and all of famers that had worse second years in the league than Shea, Gilgis Alexander. Now, yeah. does that mean that Shea will be that kind of player? No. But if I have to, again, it's, it's just playing the odds. I have someone in my system that I know. And I know how he works. He's a guy that was able to relate with a with a maniac, and 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 make that relationship fruitful for him. So I'm willing to bet on this guy yeah. more so than Lamello, Edwards and Wiseman. And maybe if I have one, two, three, maybe this is too much for me to say no. But but it's. I'm leaning no anyway. Yeah, I think I'd lean no as well.
3: Uh, underscore CL12 underscore asks, what's saying Baisley can't be poor man's Giannis?
2: Giannis can shoot, Baisley can. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> Sorry. I mean, the, here's I the difference. is like Giannis gr- turned into like ball handling Shaquille O'Neal this year, right? Like, no one could stop him in the paint. Like, he is just destroying everybody in the paint, dunking on everybody. Won the MVP. I mean, if... I mean, Baze... Baze is not Giannis. Baze is not a guy that you're ever going to say, like, hey, you know what? We've decided that you're the guy that we want to bring the ball up. That's what we want. We want you to be the guy. I mean, Basley's roll even like if Beasley reaches his peak and he's like a twenty point scorer somehow, like he's gonna do it off of spot up threes, drives to the rim and tra- and playing in transition. I just don't know that he's gonna be a guy that's gonna dominate the ball like a Giannis will. He's got this. He's got the ball handling ability to do it, but he's. I mean, he would have to make a tremendous leap, and Giannis made a tremendous leap to get there. But Beasley's yeah. got a a long long way to go to get there but you can see flashes you can see he's got a nice foundation of like he's already a pretty good defender he can pass mm-hmm. it Like he's got a, a similar skill set but to like jump all the way there is kind of wild I mean he, he could be he could be like Jeff Green if Jeff Green was a better defender you know
2: yeah again or we can use Alex's comp which I, I like uh, more and more by today which is a player that does the same stuff that Lamar Odom uh used to do. Um not at the same level probably. Definitely and, not at the same level.
3: I mean Lamar Odom was oh no. so Lamar was really good. I just hate to jump to yeah. to comps
2: from No, 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 it's it, it's not like, comps. I'm not I'm not comparing. Yeah. the level of these two players. Mm-hmm. But he can do the same he can be a similar type of player like uh and Lamar was playing the Lamar today was will probably play the four or the five, not the two three. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was doing LA. Uh, so I mean, I, I do I do see like a lot of potential in Basley, yeah. and a lot of inconsistencies. A lot of yeah, I'm doing this today uh, with a step back three, and probably it's it's not. Stable, So we'll have to see, but there's a lot to like in Shea, in in, in basically a lot to like. And then Shea, I mean, I know that the bubble was not good for him, but it was the first playoff experience and he had very good defenders on him and he played a very, very, very hard team to play when... All the things that you do well are attacking bigs off of pick and roll actions. So, not not only one of the best things that you do is attacking bigs off the dribble in pick and roll settings. Um, Shea is incredibly good. Yeah. And but, but this trio excites me for different reasons. And yeah, I'm basically I'm very high, probably too high. But but this the, the improvement that he made from the blue, the white and blue scrimmage where was there like doing weird things not even getting at the ring and in the playoffs he was a guy that we advocate for like more time on the court yeah compared to steven adams maybe even he we wanted more him than gallo in some moments of the game mm-hmm. Like in one year <laughs> like this this is insane for a guy that didn't play professional basketball you know in a year mm-hmm. like yeah that guy is special yeah, I like the potential of Baisley
3: and Dort, but the reason you say no to this is just because of Shea. Because if yeah. Shea was like 14 points, three assists, three boards last year, I think you would say, give me two, three, four in this draft. Yeah. Because yeah. all all those guys project as role players are on the Thunder, and the ceiling, there's still a high ceiling with Edwards. There's still a high ceiling with Lamelo. There's still a high yeah. ceiling with Okoro. And I think you'd rather take that. But Shea... It was already there. If Shea was in this draft and you knew what Shea was going to be, Shea would go number one. Oh, but, but by a bit. Yeah. So I wouldn't. That's why That's why you don't do that deal. That's exactly why I do that deal. Uh, okay. Hoopsock69 asks, KOC and Rosillo are talking about a well-known promise from the Thunder for Alexey Pokushevsky. How did I miss that? I
2: missed that too.
3: Um, <laughs> honestly, I did too. Uh I don't the thunder promise, guys. I'll say that. They have promised guys in the past. And oh, yeah. Pokushevsky is a guy that had he is a he is the swing for the fences guy between 15 and 30 wherever he goes. Yeah. And he and yeah. he and he has that range. <laughs> I mean, make no question. There's no question about it. Like he could go as high as 15. He'd be like, "Yeah, okay, you're swinging for it," and he could go as low as like 29th and you're like, "Yeah, I see it. Nobody wants to take the risk because there's there's a ton of guys in that range that you're like, okay, like Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, Tyrese Maxey, Theo Maladon, like okay, I can see the path to those guys, Desmond Bain, Bomaro, Jalen Smith, R.J. Hampton, like okay, Tyler Bay, Maca- Malachi Flynn." All those guys, you're like, I see the path to them becoming an NBA player. You look at Pokushevsky, seven feet, two hundred pounds. You're like, oh, this guy. I mean, he is. If if and when he get, when he gets drafted, he's going to be the guy that you could say, oh, he is five years away from being five years away. You know, he can
2: be Bruno Caboclo.
3: Yeah, he could be Bruno Caboclo. Where you're like, ah, who knows? He could be. He could be Porzingis, if yeah. if things or he can be right. Ball Ball, or he could be Ball Ball. Who, where
2: you're still like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's completely <laughs> impossible for anyone who watches tapes and not like in person basketball or drills or uh, workouts or. Uh, it, it's very difficult to evaluate guys like that uh, yeah. see, we, we said it many times we've already said it in After Dark um, to evaluate a guy that played in second league in Greece which yeah. is very bad basketball on average it's, it's why Janis went 15th in, yeah. in that draft because right. no one knew and, and, and Pogoszewski I mean it, it's probably the same I'm concerned about the 7 feet um seven feet guy who who really doesn't shoot it particularly well because right. i mean he if you read the mock draft and you read uh the analysis you, you think wow this guy this is a guy that should like 45 percent from three no 32 32 with a 76 uh in free throws so the numbers are weird the the rebounding number are not there. The blocking numbers are there, but again, seven feet in the second league. If you do it in Italy, you will probably have four blocks a game. So it's, it's all murky to me. And, and I don't know how to parse that. If the Thunder promised that, probably they have a very good scouting team that knows what to do. And, and if they like him, well, this is a good tell. Because yeah. I mean, they know, they, they really know how to scout European guys. Yeah.
3: Just look. If you're on our stream, just look at the the competition. Look at the Jimmys in even. You're like, okay, this looks like a high school game, right? Yeah. With a lot of high school guys, and to set and like, watch him up? like watch him right now, like he's dribbling up the court, bounce pass behind the back. Like he's got these, he's got this skill set at seven feet where he doesn't even move like a seven footer. And that's the you thing know. that is most intriguing about him is that he looks so natural. There's a lot of guys that are that big that move around the court and you're like, oh boy, like this is awkward. Like he's a stiff. Like is not a stiff at all. Like he's a you very know. natural basketball player. I think he can make it, but as a big man, like guys are seventy five to hundred pounds heavier than him in the NBA. And you're yeah. just gonna just move him around so much. Like he, he and he moves enough like a perimeter guy where you feel like you could put him out there, but then like he's gonna get blown by. Like the the struggle I have with him is like where where does he defend? Like who does he defend at this level? Because he's just, yeah, just- he's, he's gonna get thrown around as a big and he's gonna get blown by as a wing. Like he's not that's where he's just got to. Put on at least like muscle in his legs to to become yeah. a guy that can be in in the paint. I mean, that's that's I I worry about that in particular with him.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, I, and again, maybe it's guy that comes into the league and takes I don't know twenty jumpers a game and he hits fifty percent of them and then it doesn't really matter yeah, where he defends because he will be on the court. It's true. Because I mean there are guys but but, but he can be Byron Mullins. <laughs> like he can be a guy like that. And yeah. or he can be awesome. He can be Porzingis because I mean the same questions you could you could ask the same question about Porzingis when he was in Spain. I mean where he he plays like a like a wing where does he play in the league? Well, it turns out that you can probably build an okay defense if you have enough guys mm-hmm. with Porzingis being like the, the center, mm-hmm. uh, but with guys that can help him in the post and be aggressive in double teaming and stuff like that. So there are ways in which you can have a guy like that and still being able to to, to make an okay defense.
3: Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I like the uh, I like the upside. I mean, I would be kind of excited if they ended up getting him. But you just have to be yeah. prepared for either to take a little while for him to develop or for there to just be a lot of growing pains, you know, with him out there. And he might he may, he may be a blue player for for all I know for a minute just to yeah. figure it out. Especially drafting him on the 18th of November and then training camp starting on December 1st. I don't know what they're doing with the blue this season, this next season, but they may just, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. It's just, there's just a lot to figure out with them. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your
1: job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is a question we should
3: go over. Uh, have you guys seen the ESPN, the jump trade packages regarding Chris Paul? Maybe we can share those on the, on this, on the stream. So we can go through these and I'm like... What do you think of these? So Tim Bontemps came up with these. I don't think he did a very good job, by the way. But we can go over them since uh, it's been kind of a, a topic. So Chris Paul to the Bucks And the Thunder Get Back, Bledsoe, Ilya Sova, Robin Lopez, and DJ Wilson.
2: What do you think about that? That is... That that I I wouldn't go close to... Anything like that. Yeah, it's gross. All right, it's, next one. It's it's really <laughs> gross.
3: Um seventy-sixers get Chris Paul, the Kings get Horford, and OKC's uh first round pick, which is Philadelphia's pick this year. And the Thunder mm-hmm. get back, Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, and Buddy Healed.
2: This is another trade with I where I don't get the idea. Like if you need the Kings to get a pick, it means that you you think of Buddy healed as an asset. Yeah. I think of Buddy healed as a bad contract with little upside. So I'm not giving up anything. If you want, 4-4. Oh, that's for that's Philly giving the pick. I mean, pick. the Kings. Yeah.
3: That's Philly giving the pick to the Kings.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would rather... To get our Horford and be okay with my pick. I don't want Buddy Heald. I don't know why you want mm-hmm. the Kings to be involved. I mean, if the Kings wants to be involved, they need to give me the 14th pick or the 12th pick, whatever they have, because if they want Horford, fine, I can get Buddy Heald and his gazillion money that he has uh, guaranteed, <laughs> but, but I need a pick from you. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, if not, it just they just get all, and I will increase his value because somehow OKC will be able to do that. And in February or next year, he has like a better contract than Buddy Hield, and I'm not trying to win. So why do I, like, doesn't make sense to me. No, if,
3: and if Buddy were to like give 23
2: away to or 24, then I'd be like, okay, let's give it a whirl.
3: Buddy's, he's, he's in his prime now. Like he, The Thunder don't need yeah. him.
2: They don't need Buddy Hield. Like don't don't give me buddy help. Give me out of here. Okay. Uh this one is Well, but like, but if you give me pick number twelve, I can give you pick number twenty five. Sure. But I need pick number twelve to, yeah. to, to make things work. Yeah. I agree. The, the, can we can we don't don't even <laughs> discuss this?
3: It's gross. Nick Batum? Nick Batum and Rodney Magruder is what the Why do I get, get
2: Rodney, Rodney Magruder?
3: I don't know. Like, Dunked would, would be very excited though. They're they're perpetual Rodney Magruder fans. Uh, Clippers get Chris Paul, and then the Hornets get Montrez Harrell and a sign-and-trade Lou Williams, Patrick Beverley. It's a dumb idea. Like, it's just straight-up a dumb idea. Do we somehow
2: idea. get pick number three in that deal?
3: No. They, in none of these deals, do the Thunder get a pick. Which is why... Which is why Tim Bontemps does not understand the situation that the Thunder are in right
2: now. Well, maybe he's right, but you can you can do a little bit better. Like he's trying to get an All NBA guy for yeah. a huge pile of horseshit. <laughs> like this, this is what he's trying to do. Like I'm okay. Like if you look at this, give me Kevin Knox. Like at least I have the hope that he can be something. Like little hope. Yeah. Give me a second rounder, like not Dennis Smith, not like Robin yeah. Lopez and, and guys like that. Like, are we are we under the impression that no one watched last season? Because it's I know that it will be extremely tricky for salary um, from a salary standpoint to trade for Chris Paul, but at some point. Someone has to to say that he was an all-NBA guy and he won Okay, It was like maybe plus 10, plus 15 wins in a season for a team, just his his presence on the court. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that you need to get a huge first rounder. Like, I don't think we will get a lottery pick for Chris Paul. Yeah. I'm, I'm not under that impression because it's tricky. You have a very little window, but... I mean, give me a future first-round protect pick, a lottery protected first-round pick. Yeah, that is completely fine. Just do the New York deal with a bad salary return. Maybe I don't know Tash Gibson or whoever you want, and a lightly prote- even a protected Dallas pick, sure. which is probably useless because Luca is awesome. Yeah. Do you think that New York will say no to that? Like, if they want Chris Paul, do you think that they will say? It's Dennis Smith Jr. or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Really? I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's Chris Paul. Yeah. Sorry. I, will, I, I Sorry for the S word. You, you'll probably have to edit that. That's okay. I do want to prepare
3: Thunder fans for the possibility, though, that a deal doesn't get done between now and the start of the season. Because that is on the table for a variety yeah. of reasons. Like one, I think COVID is still something that is hurting NBA teams and hurting any th- all the processes that these teams want to go through. So that's like number 1. Number 2, like this calendar is messing with so many things. And I don't think the Thunder are like intimidated by the calendar or anything, but I do think that it's messing with a lot of things that would have happened had this been a normal offseason where it starts July 1st with free agency and you have the draft in June and everything's kind of spread out. Like it does mess with things. And I know that teams have communicated and that there are deals already set and done and ready to go. And maybe Chris Paul is one of them, but also you have to prepare yourselves that Chris Paul is not one of those to be done. Like that could certainly be a possibility that Chris Paul does not get traded between now and the start of the season. And Chris Paul starts here, but that does not preclude the thunder from making deals around Chris Paul. They could trade Dennis Schroeder. They could trade Steven Adams. They could trade. They can. I mean, Gallinari is not coming back one way or another. Gallinari is not coming back, whether that's through sign and trade or he just walks. Gallinari is not going to be yeah. on this team. I promise you. And this is, I, I'm guessing, but with my guess, I promise that this team is, they're not going to run it back. There's not going to be a run it, run it back season. That is not going to happen. If they can't trade Chris Paul, it will be because the collaboration between the thunder and Chris Paul has not worked on in getting him to a destination. That's why it will not work because the thunder, when they deal with superstars and they've done this with Paul George, they did it with Russell Westbrook. They say, where would you like to go? Give me your list of teams. We'd like to work with you. This has been reported. I mean, this was reported with Paul George. This is reported with Russell Westbrook. It's not going to be any different with Chris Paul. Promise you it won't be any different. And so there is a list that Chris Paul has given the Thunder, and the Thunder say, okay, we will see what we can do. And if all the teams Mm -hmm. that are on his list, lakers Clippers, Nets, Celtics, whoever's on the list. I don't know who's on the list. I have no idea. But if that's your list and you call him, you say, hey, what do you think about Chris? They say, well, we don't really have the money. Or, well, we can only do it in a salary dump. And the you say, well, sorry. Click. And then you don't have yeah. a deal. Like that's, and and things may have to get uncomfortable for Chris in order for a deal to be done. You may have to see Dinner Shooter traded and Gala Walk. Maybe even Steven gets traded. If somebody comes calls and has the right price for Steven. And then around him is Nader taking 20 shots. then you're like, okay, what do we... Okay, then Chris has to say, okay, what am I doing now? Like, I don't think Chris... Chris doesn't hate it here either. And that's like another thing is that Chris likes the team. He likes the organization. He likes Shea and Baze. He likes what they were able to do last year. Like, he likes being here. But things may get uncomfortable around him. And it's not because the Thunder are trying to do anything to make him uncomfortable it's just that the thunder have to do what's best for the thunder the thunder are not going to sit back and say well since chris is here we got to do right by chris they're they're, that's not going to happen they're going to do what's best for the thunder And if somebody calls and offers a first round pick for dennis Schroeder at the draft the thunder are going to say yes it doesn't matter what pick it is they're going to say yes if they if somebody calls and offers something similar for steven adams they're going to say yes if somebody tries to do a sign and trade deal for Danilo Gallinari and Gala wants to go there, they're going to say yes, and then they're going to. You can't replace those minutes. You can't replace those points. You can't replace the efficiency with which all of those guys score. You can't do it. And so, I would just say, be prepared for that, and hope hope that they can trade him because I do think that that is critical to the Thunder's success moving forward. I mean, as as somebody that wants to see the Thunder succeed in the next three or four years, I want to see them trade Chris Paul now. <laughs> That's what I want to see. But we just have yeah. to be aware of the situation that they're in, just looking at the calendar, looking at the fact that the Thunder have always, always, always collaborated with stars on trades. They're yes. going to do it again. They have to do it again. That's what they do. So just prepare yourselves.
2: Yeah, and and this is the problem with with ESPN trades. I mean, you cannot do the good of the other of the receiving team and pretending that like if Chris Paul helps Milwaukee, if Chris Paul helps the Clippers or um the um, what was the other team, Milwaukee or you know, the Philadelphia, Sixers, whatever. Yeah. Then it means that you are trading something valuable that has issues. Yeah. But you are trading something valuable. And you cannot take back things that hurts you either in the present or in the future. Because Blansoe will will hurt you in the present and in the future. Because it's it's a salary that you will probably not able to trade. Uh, Orford? Orford is not bad. Again, I would like an asset. Zaresmith is not really an asset. So maybe you need, like, you swap the two picks of this year. I mean, stuff like that are enough to make things work if you are going to be in the very low level in terms of return. I'm not saying that you need to get, I don't know, a gazillion picks because it's unrealistic, especially um, with the COVID situation as you laid out. But but it's it cannot be nothing. It cannot be Robin Lopez, DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson is not an asset. He's a prayer in the dark. <laughs> it's, it's maybe he, he, yeah. he'll come... I mean, it's it's what is DJ Wilson is a player that has very that, that probably will not be extended this season. Yeah, he will not be. get an offer. Like he's a guy that practice. you need to pay. Yeah. Like, what is this? Robbie Lopez, very nice veteran. You cannot get a pick for him. Yeah. Ilyasova, just a dump like good. a salary dump because he's yeah. not playing in the team. And Bledsoe. Bledsoe is one of the most untradable contracts in the league. Yeah. So you trade an all-NBA guy for that? No, no. I, I would rather take Chris and, and risk an injury and be okay. Like, it's it's less harmful if you keep Chris two years and you don't – you just say, you know what? I don't care. You don't play. Yeah. You either – I mean – you 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 just you don't play every game. You play one night over in three nights. You, well, you spend just, the, the, every weekend in LA. Do whatever.
3: Yeah, even that they will they'll tear the team down around him because it's the best yeah. thing for the Thunder because they don't want to lose the value of what they. I mean, they built up tremendous value in Dennis Schroeder over the past year. They yeah. don't want to lose that, and so if somebody asks. And some, and teams will ask about Schroeder. They're not going to treat, they don't, and make this, I want to make this clear. Like the the Thunder don't do what they're going to do with Chris Paul with every player on the roster. They won't do that with Schroeder. They won't do that with Adams. They won't do that with Gallo. And I mean, they have to do it with Gallo because it's a sign and trade. But the point is that the only players that get that treatment are superstars. And so if somebody calls and wants to give you something nice for Abdul Nader, sorry, sorry, Dooley, you're gone, man.
2: Yeah, and with Gallo, I mean, it already happened. I mean, there was a deal with Miami. We all yeah, knew, that. we all know course. that we don't know the specifics, but there was a deal to be made yep. between Gallo and Miami, uh, between OKC and Miami, and there was an ask from OKC in terms of picks for sure, because the the report was well, the, Miami, Heath, Miami was doing the deal if Gallo uh was willing to take an a, like a partial guarantee on the second year like yeah. uh something like that it means that okc asks something because if okc asks nothing of value like kelly Olenek, then then it's a done deal you just do it
3: yeah no they were asking <laughs> i i believe it was reported that they were asking for like protections to be taken off of their picks
2: yeah yeah which is which is exactly what will happen i mean it can be something like that with miami uh it can be again something like that it's it doesn't have to be an egregious offer for the thunder to say yes but yeah. it needs to be an offer not a dump of assets that yeah. are not assets yeah
3: it's got a that's that's another thing is that it's going to take one a team willing to give up something for chris Two, that team has to be a team that's on Chris Paul's list, (laughs) and it has to be palatable to what the Thunder want. I mean, you're talking... It's a a lot of things that have to line up, and they've lined that up for Russell Westbrook last year, which I think a lot of people prior to the Russell Westbrook trade were saying things like, the Thunder are probably going to have to give up a couple of those picks that they just got in the trade for Paul George to get rid of him. And, you know, I just don't think... I just don't think that it's um, it's not it's just not a foregone conclusion that he's no, gonna be it's traded. Really it's just not. Just lost his tooth. Oh my goodness. My breaking news at the Schlecht household. My six year old son just lost his front <laughs> tooth.
1: Interrupting the pod <laughs> is, is
3: okay for this moment. Let me see it. Dude, show me your smile. Wow. That's full
0: of blood.
3: Yeah, you're you're bleeding, but that's awesome. Can you show my color? Wow, you want to see? Here, say, say hi to the world and to Michele with your brand new smile.
2: Hey, that that's a hell of a smile. It is. Good job.
0: Thanks. I was just biting on a candy wrapper to get um, my yeah? biggest um, uh, Reese's in
3: the world. Yeah, trying to get so the Reese's open. And then it, and it, your tooth fell out. It popped out.
0: It didn't even
3: hurt. It's amazing. That's great. I didn't even have to pull it out. Well, um. I think it was dangling. That's great.
1: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences, like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to michelobultra.com/courtside to learn more.
3: Okay, next question is from at Warner West 2. After years of taking the athletic freaks in the draft, I'm ready for a change in strategy. Would you guys rather keep up the old strategy with a Josh Green type of pick or go for skilled players like Terry, Stewart, Poku, Shetsky, or Bomero? So I would say, one, I would uh, ask you guys to go listen to <clears throat> the OKC Dream Team pod where we broke down every Thunder draft pick and discuss them in a ridiculous way um, with the catch-up <laughs> scale of Royce Young. But uh, we talked about how, yeah, they've taken a lot of athletic freaks, but they've also taken guys that are not in the past. Yeah. And it's really just the fact that the fact is that the guys that have worked out the most are the guys that are the athletic freaks. <laughs> so that's why he's yeah. like seen as a guy that only takes athletic freaks. But it's not necessarily the case. And I would say, like Baisley's not the to- prototypical guy, right? No. Like he's super skilled. He is a yeah. very, very skilled player, and so he kind and of athletic. yeah, he's very and he's very athletic. So he kind of is one of those guys that you meet in the middle. Now, like a Tyrell Terry, who's like a shorter guard that can really shoot it. That I just don't, I just don't see them taking a guy like that, just yeah. because he doesn't have the measurables. Uh like Bulmero's got the measurables. Like he's big, right? Mm-hmm. And he's super yeah. skilled. He's the shooting is the, the thing that's a little suspect with him, but he's still young enough. Uh Pokushevsky, very, very skilled. Yeah, I get that. But he's also like got crazy length and size for a guy that's probably more of a four than a five in the NBA. Uh so I would just say that. For sure, in this draft, the Thunder are going to do what they did in last year's draft: is they're going to swing for the fences on whoever is available at their pick. And yeah, I mean, they knew that Bazlu was going to be available whenever they traded Brandon Clark, and so they go in ahead and got an asset for that. And so yeah. they traded back. <laughs> and so the Thunder, small asset, but still, yeah, very small asset, in <laughs> the Memphis second round pick. So. I've got a lot of interruptions on the pod today. That's what I get for... What is it? I lost his teeth. I know. It's so cool. Is it cool? It's cool. I got to put it in the Google code. Okay, great. I'll see you later. See you later. But yeah, the Thunder are going to take whoever has the highest upside. And it could be a guy that has just crazy athleticism. And that's all that he is. And it's whoever they think is the guy that has the highest upside. This draft, this current draft, is not about how can we find a guy that fits this, this team or fits with Shea or fits. The word fit is likely not a word that the Thunder are using in their draft room next Wednesday night. They're going
2: for. Unless it's, unless it's for culture. Like yes, he fit yeah, the yeah. culture. Yeah, He'll of ha- whatever they want to do, but not in terms of role. Yeah, like more so because in these in this modern NBA, the term fit is, I don't think it matters all that much anymore on the court. You want, it's not like the role. It's the way uh, it's more the way in which you under, you, you understand basketball, you, you interpret basketball that matters, it's not just yeah. what role are you playing. Like I say, Stuart, um, he can fit a lot of types of basketball. Yeah, probably he's not ready yet to to be the point center, but you can play a very free flowing basketball with a guy that sets screens and dives and moves and it doesn't have really to pass the ball. He does other stuff. So it's, it's fitting in, in your idea of basketball and, and it's okay to take swings Uh, of the guys that that were mentioned, probably Stewart is the guy that I would end up taking, but it's, but it's not because of like one way of, of drafting or the other. It's because among the guys that were mentioned, I think he has the best, Um, the best upside slash median floor. Mm -hmm. Like, Fokuszewski is probably, um, on one hand, you can see the upside, but also you can see a very, very low floor. Um, Stewart has a very high floor, but still has upside. If he He can hit a tree and can play with that force and, uh, and, and gritty defense, like... Again, the draft is uh, is great because you can you can find a lot of a lot of different projects that make sense. Uh, it's not that Brandon Clark doesn't make sense for OPC, it's that Presti like basely more. And in five years, maybe it was the, the wrong choice. I mean, Terrence Ferguson and OG Anunobi, it's, it's a tough choice because you have the medicals on one side, the medicals that weren't available for you to see probably, and a player that could be anything. Like Ferguson could be uh, like a shooter, uh, an athletic defender, it mm-hmm. was neither. And um, well, par- partially he was a defender. So. There's always uncertainty, and, and it's it's the beauty of the draft. But I I think that Presti has a lot of different types yeah. uh, that he likes. Yeah, and he does. And so it's not that Pre- that Westbrook was just athleticism, like Westbrook yeah. is immensely talented. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, but he was very athletic, and yeah. that was the calling card. -hmm. But he had in him other qualities like his unbelievable work ethic, unbelievable fury and force. He played 82 games like it was every night the last night. (laughs) And that is a talent. And again, it is for sure. Try to average a triple double twice in your career in consecutive season. That requires talent, a huge talent. And so it's not only athleticism, it was all. Uh, It was an an all-around player that many didn't realize realize how talented he could be in the league.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I think that they will they will take the the guy that has the highest ceiling. That's what they will do. That's what I
2: achievable ceiling. I would say.
3: Yeah, but when you get in the twenties, like it's hard to even say like the odds of getting like the odds of getting a top nine rotation player in the twenties is low. Yeah. The odds of getting a but Jaden McDaniels
2: like, has a huge ceiling as he well. Does. How can you, how can you distinguish between Pokosheski and Jaden McDaniels in terms of who has, who has the highest ceiling? I, I have no I idea. I
3: have no idea, man.
2: Who can achieve like, where's the, what is the likelihood of Pokosheski being, I don't know, 45 pounds heavier in two years and that didn't and, and, and that uh together with uh, retaining is fluidity is that possible that is those are things that nba teams with their trainers knows or at least think to know yeah and we we have no absolutely no idea which jd medellin is does he have enough yeah need him to to sustain in eighty two games and games where he played where plays one and a half minutes, or <laughs> I
3: have like, no idea. So I'm glad I'm not the person back. making the pick on any of these because yeah, I mean you're right. Like I would, I think I'd prefer Pokushevsky over McDaniel's, but that's only because I have more information about McDaniel's. Exactly. Like that's the only like that is literally the only reason is that yeah. I have we have seen a lot more of what Jane McDaniels has and we could see
2: him make mistakes. You see tons Way of mistakes. More than he's got a
3: he's got a temper. He's you know, I mean that's where I'm just that's where I think like McDaniels may not be a thunder guy because he does yeah. seem to have a temper and he could maybe doesn't fit the culture of the thunder. Would be my only reason, but he does have high upside where maybe think they, they think they can get him in here and if you put him around really good people like SGA and Baisley and Dort, and if you feel like you have a, a coach that can promote a really good culture, then you can bring him along. But I mean, McDaniel's could be out of the league. Like he could be, he could be like his uh, like his cousin K- KJ McDaniel's. They're not cousins, but he, he could be like KJ McDaniel's, who had a high, has like he had a high ceiling coming into the league. Yeah, and.
2: It was him or Jeremy Grant. Yeah. One right. is exactly. making minions. The other is nowhere to be found.
3: He's gone. He was on the blue for a minute, too. J.J. Yeah. McDaniels was. Like he, that's, that's the floor for Jade McDaniels. Like, that's it. Yeah. The ceiling is. It's probably not dissimilar from, like, Richard Lewis. Right? hmm Like, long arms, can really shoot it, plays the four most likely decent rebounder
2: like yeah but he's fluid he can do multiple things on the court not it's not uh, it's different from Baisley, uh but but it's a similar type of player yeah like a do it all four uh not as, i don't think he's that quite you as, can,
3: he's not quite as fluid as Baisley is but he can no, do some stuff no. with the ball
2: yeah he has flashes of being an all-around player yeah that he that is very useful in his modern nba
3: yeah for sure. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's wrap up. Let's wrap up there. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk again on Wednesday for sure. The, the draft is coming. The NBA is coming back quickly. We're going to have some stuff to talk about. This may be the last time that we have to uh, rely on questions, but we had some good questions. We appreciate it. Lots of others that we didn't get to, uh, but we do appreciate you guys sending those. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys again
1: on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works.